where we talk about success with different people on the internet. I'm your host, Alana, and today we have Cammie Scott. Hello, hello. Hi, How are you? I'm excited. How are I'm you? I'm so excited to do this. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. So we kind of texted a little bit about what I was going to ask you right away, but we'll just start off how you measure your own success and how you like have your relationship with success. What What are your thoughts on that? Oh my God. We'll just start. <laughs> we're, we're going in yeah, big. We're quick. going straight in. Yeah. You know, I feel like this is something I've been thinking about more because mm-hmm. I have like imposter syndrome with success. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like it's like being an adult. When you're a kid, you think adults must feel like adults. They must feel like they have their shit together. Oh, yeah. They really like got it going on. And then you become an adult. Like I'm 30 now and I feel like a kid still. And now I've realized. You yeah. always kind of feel that way. And, and you just, just have to kind of try. Like, you just have to fake it. Yeah, like exactly. Fake it until you make it kind of thing. 100%. So, I don't know. I think what's helped me understand the success I've had is thinking, what would little Cammie think of me now? Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, she'd be stoked. She'd be so happy that yeah. I got to where I am and that I'm happy. I'm, like, not compromising who I am to be where I am. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's like a flat out answer of how I measure my success. Yeah. I guess I measure it off of how happy and well-rounded my life feels. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> my question about that is like, can you be happy and not successful? And can you be successful and not happy? Like, because I feel like, yeah, yeah, you can say, oh, I measure it on how happy I am. Mm-hmm. But what if you're not happy, but you're doing really well? financially or like in your career or with whatever else you're working on mm-hmm. how do you feel about that I just I don't think that I would say I'm successful if I'm not happy I mean yeah. you, don't, you don't have to be happy all the time like yeah shit happens life happens things aren't always going to be perfect but I like if I was only successful in my career mm-hmm. and the rest of my life wasn't working I wouldn't call the, that successful yeah like I think there's different areas of your life that you have success in and just success in work it's isn't not. enough to me. Like yeah. that, I wouldn't even call that successful in work because the balance would be all off. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like something's like shaped that? Like, was there a moment where you're like, oh, I have to measure this on how happy I am, like fully, not just in one thing? Like, was there like a moment where you just like realized yeah. that? I don't think there was a specific moment. It was just finding success in different areas, but other things not working and being like, why am I not happy yet? Like this was my gauge of Mm -hmm. when I would be happy no matter what it was, whether it was like something about myself. I struggled with my body image for a long time. So it was like, when I look this certain way, I'm going to be happy (laughs) and feel like that's success. And that didn't happen or a a certain milestone in my career. But then my personal life was falling apart. Mm -hmm. I think when I realized that it has to be everything, Mm -hmm. you can't just pick one or the other. I think just having so many moments of great success in one area and failures in the other, that lack of balance kind of showed me, okay, we need everything here. Yeah. Like you need to have the balance to like feel successful and yeah. 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 Balance is, balance is my measure of success, I guess. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) Do you think like your family life shaped any of that? Like how how was your life growing up? What about your parents? What are they like? I feel like I'm in therapy. I'm like, maybe it did shape that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think my mom has always been my ideal of career success. Mm. She works so, so hard and she, there's no like time frame something has to happen. If she wants something to happen, she's going to make it happen 
one way or the other. I remember my mom wanted to like take us to Disneyland when we were little kids. My dad was like, we cannot afford that. What are you talking about? It was so expensive. It still is. is (laughs) It is overpriced. That could be another episode. It's so overpriced. But my mom like went to her closet and took out a ton of cash, which probably shouldn't keep a bunch of cash in your sock drawer, but she did. And she's like, threw it on the kitchen floor and we counted it. It was all her tip money. And she was like, yeah, we can make this happen. I can make this happen. Mm -hmm. And she paid for my college because she was like, I don't want you stressing about this. And she would just do like 10 different jobs. She, I don't know if I said she's a hairdresser yet, but Mm -hmm. she worked on like eight movies in one summer to pay for my college. She just finds a way and makes it happen. And she's always like been big on manifesting. So I think my mom has shaped my idea of career success. And mm-hmm. then she's also always been there. Mm-hmm. Like, she's definitely, like, the super mom. Support. Yeah. So I think I'm like, okay, she's got this figured out. <laughs> so know? that's, like, who you kind of look up to for those types of things. 100%. My dad was kind of like that. He would always be like, the money part will figure out. Like, if you want to do something, like, let's do it. Yeah. And so it was always, like, that motivation. Like, he was always that motivation. So that makes, like, a lot of sense. Yeah, that is exactly how my mom was. It was, like, find your dream. And then we'll figure out lo- the logistics later, whether it's finances, like school, we'll figure it out. Wait, so you mentioned dream. Do you think that you can be successful in like whatever you dream, like whatever your dreams are to be? Or do you think that there's kind of, you can have your dreams and your passions for things and then you can have your career success somewhere else? Yeah, I don't think that they have to be the same. I actually, I feel a little torn about like, If you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't want to put all of my passions into like link to my finances because I think it can suck the fun out of it. It really does sometimes. Working online, I I love it. It's so much fun. But then having a creative job makes your creativity in a time frame and your life depends on it. And I think that can be overwhelming. I don't think your career has to be like everything you can you can work just to make money and I think that that's okay yeah if you can going back find balance in your life and you're not like and find like your like hobbies and passions outside of just working all yeah the time. I don't see a problem in that I think we get yeah. too stuck on like you have to completely love it I think if you should enjoy it and it mm-hmm. should be fulfilling but you're like if you're an artist and you love painting that doesn't mean you have to be making money off of it to yeah. have that passion and continue to do it. I feel like then you kind of get to that like burnout phase that everyone talks about. Yes. When oh you're doing God, something yeah. you love and it's your job, you kind of end up like, oh, well, I have to keep doing this, mm-hmm. but how can I still have fun with it when I'm burnt out? Yeah, I think it can really suck the joy out of it. So mm-hmm. if you are finding a way to monetize your passion, you should also have like a creative outlet for that. Like I mentioned before, being an artist. If you are selling your work and you're making money, that's great, but then make mm-hmm. sure you have Something that's just for you. Yeah. It shouldn't just be about making money. Do you have any of those things? Like, do you have, like, something that's just, you, like, your fun thing? Yeah. I feel like my fun stuff is not related to work at all, really. I yeah. think even when, like, vlogging, for example, and I make money off of making YouTube videos, I take so many videos. Like, I feel like a mom with the big old <laughs> camera. I have so many videos that I will never post. Yeah. Because they're just special moments that Aww. I want for me. You know, it's like. Just to have. So yeah. You can look back at when you, whenever you want to. Exactly. I'll go into something knowing I'm never going to share this with anyone. But just be like, I have it. Feels so nice. Mm-hmm. I think I do that a lot more than I really even realize. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> My little hobby has randomly been doing nails. 
Like really? I do my own nails. I'll do Daisy's nails. Yeah, do my nails. <laughs> yes, I'm down. I don't know why I picked this up. It was before the pandemic too. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I was bored at home. I just randomly decided I was going to do nails and that I just started so doing it. so cute. That sounds so calming. I like hobbies that I can zone out mm-hmm. and like hyper focus on and kind yeah. of just do nothing. But I'm always shaky and I, I could never, I could never do nails. But You'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I need like a, I don't know. I love reading. Like, yeah, I just like like zoning out. Reading. Okay. Do you, do you do any other like artistic thing? Cause you have like your videos and stuff and that's really artistic, but is there anything else that you do that's artistic? It's so funny. Cause I, I don't consider myself a creative person. Really? Which is, yeah. Are you a business person? Yeah. Is I'm way more like, I don't think I was meant for the job that I I'm in it. I always call it a happy accident. It worked out, but I would probably be more successful being like a manager Mm -hmm. and doing behind the scenes stuff. That's what I always saw myself doing and then fell into this and it kind of just worked. And I just, I'm very go with the flow kind of person and not forcing things. So yeah, I don't know. I just, (laughs) I do not consider myself a creative person at all. So I don't have like those types These of big hobbies. creative outlets. Yeah. I don't feel like I need that. I'm already tapped out with my <laughs> job. You're like I've done enough creative things. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's work already to get those creative juices flowing for yeah. work that I like mindless hobbies. <laughs> do you like working with like other people or do you like working alone? Like what's your creative like process when you're doing your videos? Huh? You know, or like pictures. Or I whatever. think I, I prefer working with people. Like my favorite mm. part of my job is my podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fun. I love having these conversations with people, hearing different opinions and like yeah. different lives people have lived. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy the most. And it's the thing I make the least amount of money in, yeah. which is so funny because I guess it goes back to your hobbies don't have to be what you're making the most money in. Yeah. Um, it can just be something that brings you joy so you can continue to do the other thing that does make you money. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I like the podcast is my biggest joy when it comes to career. Creating. Yeah. And then I don't know. I feel like taking pictures at home alone and doing all that stuff. Like I, I enjoy it because it is kind of like I zone out and do mm-hmm. it and I love editing cause I can just zone out. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I think I'm more of, a collaborative person yeah God, I'm having so many epiphanies about my job right now I'm like <laughs> what is this therapy session no but it is interesting because like the other people I talked to Ali was like I like doing everything by myself yeah. like I need to do everything by myself Jade was like no I love working with people you're saying you love working with people Morgan's just by herself but she also mm-hmm. she likes brainstorming with other people yeah but she likes to do her like she likes to edit her own videos mm-hmm. like Ali, Ali said she likes to edit her own videos do you ever like say, okay, I need help with something. And like, I'm so bad. Are you bad at asking for help? I can't delegate. I feel like I have to have control over everything. I hired somebody to work on the podcast with me and that's, Mm -hmm. and that and my manager are the only two people that I have. And did it take a while to like find the right people for that? Oh my God. Yeah. It takes forever. And I still like never want to give up any part of the process. It's so difficult to do, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a weird balance of I want to do it all myself. I want to do that work alone, but I need a sounding board, which is normally my girlfriend. I mm-hmm. will just like talk at her what my ideas are and yeah. then it'll give me ideas and she'll sometimes and I she'll don't even let like, her say okay. two words. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't say anything. Yeah, she's like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, never mind, I got it. I'm Why good. do you think it's so hard for you to delegate projects? Like, do you feel like you can do it better than like anyone else? No, or what is I it? don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know that like I'm horrible at editing Mm -hmm. if I want to do any little 
fun text on the screen. I'm Googling it and YouTubing it for hours. It takes so long. Yeah. But I, I think I'm not great at articulating what my vision is because mm-hmm. I don't know what it is until it until exists. you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would take a longer and more work for me to sit down and be like, I want this, this, and this, and I want it to look like that. Yeah. It's easier if I can just learn how to do everything. And I've always been sense. very independent, so I don't like mm. asking for help. So <laughs> you look like you were gonna write that down, like a therapist. Very independent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I could I could benefit from delegating a little better, but it's just you know not what I'm me. taking from these podcasts? <laughs> what? Every single person. That we're all stressed. <laughs> no, just wants to have full control of their projects. Yeah, I think everyone gets into things for different reasons, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've learned so much about myself. Filming parts of my life and then watching it back is such a weird experience, good and bad sometimes, mm-hmm. to see <laughs> how bad, you yeah. appear to other people. And I I don't know. I feel like it's become such an important part of my self-discovery and understanding who I am that I wouldn't want to lose all of that and not yeah. get to edit and not get to like, yeah. I don't know. Like be part of the whole process. Yeah. How are you with change? Because your career has changed from like when it first started to now and I'm sure it's going to change again. Like how, how do you deal with change? I kind of have a sick obsession with change. Oh, you love it. <laughs> I love it. I really do like little things like getting getting new clothes like I get excited about just like a new having a new thing so I don't mind that at all I don't Mm -hmm. like getting I like having order and a schedule and I know what to expect but I want that perfect order and schedule to often change yeah no (laughs) that makes sense I used to love change too and I think I still do like I love moving for some Mm -hmm. reason I mean I don't love the love moving no I hate moving I said that wrong I hate like having a new but I like having a new place (laughs) so I love that but I also getting a little deeper I went to a psychiatrist when I was going through this hard time and they diagnosed me with adjustment disorder which is like not adjusting well to change (laughs) like having a horrible time through change which is weird but you like it yeah because I thought I liked it and that's what I was going through I was like not dealing well with it but depending on what it is because I like having like order too yeah just depends Mm -hmm. on like what part of it yeah I don't know I think change can be exciting because there's like it's almost like every new new year's everyone's making their resolutions and that's so fun but then there's also that fear of like, what if things don't, don't change for yeah. the better? What if I yeah. can't do this? What if I don't improve? Mm-hmm. So I think it depends if you're like optimistic about that change. A change is going to like bring you new energy and you're going to do better. Or if you're a little pessimistic, like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to live up to Has this. any change ever been like a bad change that you've had to overcome where you're like, okay, this didn't work out in my favor, but now I have to change it again. Has anything like that happened? Yeah, I think I'm pretty impulsive. Once I want to do something, Mm -hmm. I will just go do it immediately. Like, I'm definitely more focused on just making something happen and being efficient Mm -hmm. than perfectionism. So I rush things a lot. And I I just, yeah, I just like, I'm like, oh, I want to do it. And I'll just go, Mm -hmm. which it's something I like about myself. And I also dislike because I need to just slow down sometimes and come up with a better plan. Yeah. But that's just how things have worked out for me. I do better when I just don't overthink it, mm-hmm. jump into it, and not care if it doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm sure there's been a million and one times things didn't work out, but nothing really comes to my mind because I just kept going you with it. You just keep it. going, yeah. Yeah, and then if an idea is like 
oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I just jump ship. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it if I don't, if I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not going to keep doing it. So you're fine with saying like, this isn't working and I'm just going to move on. Yeah. But sometimes I do that too much. Like with my podcast, I will have like a down spell where I'm not feeling confident about it Mm. and I'm questioning what I'm doing and I'm like, I should just throw in the towel and stop. I think being flexible can also lend itself to quitting too soon and not like pushing through that adversity and not just being like, oh, you know what? This isn't working. It's not right. But being like, oh, it's not working how it is. That just means I need to adapt and change. It doesn't mean this entire idea (laughs) needs to be thrown in the trash. So I give up on things a little too easily. (laughs) I used to. I I think I said that before, but I used to. I used to like give up on sports in high school and stuff. I would do a sport for two years and I'm like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And same thing with like almost everything I've ever done Mm -hmm. until I guess recently. Now I'm like sticking to things a little bit longer. Yeah. I think I've gotten better at that too. I have like a fear of not being good at something Mm -hmm. that I won't do things like even silly stuff. Like I'm horrible at basketball. So when people are like running around playing basketball, I don't want to play because I know I'm going to suck at it. Like very silly things, very extreme things that have to do with my career. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely over probably the past two years have gotten better at figuring it out and being okay with not being good until you, because everyone sucks at it before they get started. Before before they get get, Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot better at sticking it out and trying harder and not just being like, this isn't right for me. Mm -hmm. And you said something about like perfection. Like you said you would like jump into something and like Mm -hmm. just do it. And then you wouldn't think about like those little things that you could perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that practice makes perfect on like certain situations and like you can like become successful if you just keep at those things? Yeah, I think it's a really delicate balance of knowing what suits you and what suits your skill set and what you are good at and what like how do you know what you need to work on and what you can improve on and what just isn't right for you yeah knowing what isn't right for you is hard it's so hard and I think that comes with self-awareness and Mm -hmm. understanding yourself a lot more and what you enjoy and what you are good at and being able to be like no that I'm not good at that and that's okay yeah um but yeah it's just it's all a balance Mm mm-hmm what did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh my God, so many things. It changed constantly. <laughs> um, it's funny because I literally started this saying I'm not a creative person. And I think everything I wanted to do growing up was some kind of creative field. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an interior designer. I wanted I to be a fashion designer. I wanted to be a stylist. <laughs> it was all like very creative, aesthetic careers, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I could see all those things for you. Did, Honestly, did that I dream go away? Too. Or no, like, I think it just progressed. It became more of, like we were saying, hobbies, mm-hmm. where I kind of realized that I really enjoyed doing those things for myself. I like coming up with an, an outfit idea in my head and like searching the internet to find where that outfit oh, exists yeah. or decorating our home. Like I enjoyed that, but I didn't like the pressure of having to, to create something for other people. Yeah. We're matching their styles and like Mm. understanding what they wanted. So I think that's when I realized those were just a passion. Like Mm I, I like what my aesthetic eye wants, not figuring out what other people want. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's when all of those careers were like, oh, that's just my hobby. And that's what I like to do for myself. And that's not what I'm going to do for other people. Mm -hmm. Where do you find like motivation and inspiration for any of those things? Like you said, fashion or for your job or or whatever where do you find like inspiration and I 
kind of just anywhere. I I don't really like seek out that inspiration. Just I I love the internet so much. I think it's such an incredible tool. I mean, yeah. there's a, a ton of negative things about the internet as well, but I love that it has brought in so many different types of people together mm-hmm. and we can just and that makes trends change so quickly too. Like Yeah which is also good or bad, but a a song is so popular for a week and then you forget that it even existed because things are so quick. But I also think there's so much value in that that people you would never be able to get inspiration from, you're You're being able to do that. Yeah, Yeah, like I will just look through people who are following me because I'm like, obviously we have some kind of common interest if Mm -hmm. you're following me. And I'm like, oh, they're wearing something that's dope. Yeah, I feel like people don't think about it that way a lot. Yeah, I never thought about it. But those are... Those are your people. Those yeah. are like, that's a reflection of who you are. Mm. If you have a following online, the people that you're attracting is yeah. what you're putting out into the world. So I think it's a good way to assess how you're being seen by the world. And if that's a type of that attention is, you're trying to attract. That is so interesting. <laughs> I've never thought about that, but that's so true. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about that. Now I'm like, I'm who is following me? to blow your mind. I know. Should we check? <laughs> like oh just I had a question but that like literally blew my mind like I'm like wait who is following me what was that question oh no it was about the internet um so that's funny you said it could be a bad thing as well but Mm -hmm. I forget what I was listening to or watching or whatever but this little quote stuck in my mind oh no it was something I was reading I'm pretty sure anyways (laughs) it was about money and how like you see people like say like the one percent or like people with a lot of money and you're like mm-hmm. oh they're bad but I think it's our rela- like they said it was our relationship to money and like that the mm. the money's not the bad it's the people or like the person that has it because there are people that have it and that are good mm-hmm. so same thing with the internet there are people on the internet that are bad but there's people bad in the world and then there yeah. are people on the internet that are good and I think it's like our perspective and like who we're choosing to follow, who we're, who we're choosing to like look at on the internet. Yeah. That makes it like good or bad. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's like the currency isn't the problem. Yeah. It's what you do with that. And yeah. whether that be money or followers or yeah. your access to the internet or anything, it's like you, you have this form of currency and mm. are you using that to For, do something good or yeah. are you using that to do something bad? Yeah. Yeah. Just That's really I, interesting. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Oh, so we talked about your inspiration. What about your motivation? Like, how do you get up in the morning and do that? Like, what you do? I I really do think I just enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm good at it, and that's really enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's some purpose to it. I think for a couple years, I wasn't getting up and being excited to do it because mm-hmm. I just felt like there was no purpose anymore for so long. Mm-hmm. When I started my career on the internet, it was to create representation for lesbians who look like me and didn't Mm -hmm. see that somewhere because I didn't have that. So I felt like there was this lack of representation. Yeah. I don't feel that lack. I mean, we could could always use more. There is still lack of diversity for femme lesbians, but that's not like... That doesn't purpose anymore. Yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. So I felt like I had shared my story. Mm -hmm. I did what I wanted to do. I created that example of like okay you can like girls and be very feminine and wear a dress or wear makeup that's fine and then I got over that I was just like I there's we've done this we've (laughs) shared this story so many times so once I started sharing other people's stories and I think that's why I love the podcast so much 
that gave me purpose. It was like, okay, this isn't about me anymore. It's mm-hmm. about creating a community for people where they can share ideas, where they can have their voices heard. It's not mm-hmm. like, I don't want people to follow me and be like, oh, I'm following Cami Scott. I want it to be like, oh, I'm part of this community of people who want to hear these different and stories. Different and people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think once I did that and it had a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. I got excited again. And I was like pumped to create and make all kinds of different content, whether it is just about me or if it's about other people, yeah. it re-inspired me. That's so good. I feel like I kind of like reached a wall with LGBT content too. Yeah. And then I ca- like I kept coming back to it. I don't know if you've seen my TikToks, but like. I have. I follow uh, you. <laughs> I just don't know what to do next. I'm like, how many TikTok like jokes can I make about lesbians? I don't know, but I feel like I've reached my, like there's probably like 700 videos on there about being a lesbian. But it's hard because. <laughs> that is what people are reacting to. And it's a lot of the reasons why people started following. Yeah, So it's what that current audience wants to see. Mm -hmm. So now let's say, let's say you start really enjoying posting nail videos. Yeah. It might get no views. And then that might make you feel discouraged and be like, no one wants to see this. But I definitely went through that too. My Mm -hmm. entire content was all about being gay. And I realized there's so much more to me. If I like list it out, all of the things that I would describe myself as being gay would not be the top one. No, not at all. Or like the top 10 even like I'm so proud of that part of me and I am so unapologetic about it and it is a big part of me, but it's just not the only thing and it's not the only thing I want to share. So I started creating content that I wanted to, and Mm I saw it not do as well. And that was discouraging, but I just kept doing that because like I said, yeah, you're going to attract people who are like-minded, who do want to see that. Mm -hmm. So instead of basing your content and what you're doing off of the current eyes who are seeing it, make your content what the people you want to come. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So you'll get there eventually. You just can't get caught up in the numbers and watching them plummet if it's something. (laughs) Because if you love it and you're proud of it. will love it. Exactly, 100%. So um, what about like when you do get discouraged? How do you like bounce back from it? Like, yeah. How do you bounce back? It depends why I'm feeling discouraged. For a Mm -hmm. long time, I would go through these waves of like, I'm doing awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel so productive. I want to do a thousand things today and just work all day. And then I'd have a day where I'm like, I'm worthless. I, everything sucks. And that was definitely mental health related. So I had to work through that. Work through that first. Yeah. And I think you... Again, I, I, I like, I feel like the theme of my life is balance. So I'm going to say it a thousand (laughs) times, but once I found that balance of like, okay, that is these like internal thoughts that are so wrong that I need to work through. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some days, especially when you're working in a creative field, you're going to feel burnt out. Yeah. And I think in our like quick society of like, you have to post, yeah, yeah, like you have to post on Instagram every day and you have to do YouTube video once or twice a week. It's not realistic. Think of your favorite mm-hmm. TV show. Like there's seasons, there's yeah. breaks because it's not realistic or you're going to start making really crappy quality yeah. content. Yeah. So I think. Do you give yourself breaks? Like, are you like. Yeah. Good about that? Or? Yeah. I, I loved my job originally because I could work flexible hours mm-hmm. and now I've turned into like, I work eight to five or nine to five and I don't work on the weekends because yeah. I realized that works better for me having like an on and off time. Yeah. Cause for a long time I felt like I was either always working or never working. Mm-hmm. So having like that a schedule yeah. and that's what you're talking about earlier. Like you like having a schedule. Oh, love it. Eat that <laughs> shit up. It make, makes me so happy. I thrive <laughs> off of having a set schedule. Now yeah. I can do a different thing every day, but as long as I'm feeling productive and making sure 
I stop to have dinner and spend time with my girlfriend and my dogs. I think giving yourself those consistent breaks are key, Mm -hmm. but then also recognizing that if you're not feeling up to something in that moment, don't do it. I used to force myself to record podcasts when I didn't feel up to it. And then I would hate the episode Mm -hmm. and either not want to put it out or want to re-record it. So I set myself back and just created more work for myself than if I would have just taken a second, pushed it a day or two, collected myself. Yeah. I think you have to do that, especially if you're in a creative field. It is so necessary. Do you think there's certain like, what's the word? I wrote down skills, but that's not what I'm looking for. Do you think there's certain, like, qualities? It's qualities. Do you think there's certain qualities that successful people just have or, like, have decided to have? (laughs) Yeah, I think having a lot of self-awareness is something that I recognize a lot in successful people. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, acknowledging your adversities as like another stepping stone. I forget where I heard this story, but this dad used to have the kids come home and instead of being like, what did you learn today? Or what did you do well today? It was, what did you fail at today? Oh yeah. And I think recognizing those failures and those adversities as good things has always been a thing that propels successful people Yeah, and recognizing that, not like just seeing something go wrong and being like, well, that's it, which is something I absolutely had to work on. Like I said, I would yeah. throw in the towel so quickly. And I think moving past that is something I've recognized in a lot of successful people. I think that is such a good thing to have is like just being aware of who you are and like what you do mm-hmm. wrong sometimes so that you can get better. Yeah, it's like we should always be working on ourselves. And I think people forget about that and mm-hmm. want to just focus on what they thrive on and yeah. want to think that they're perfect and confident. <laughs> and confidence is important, but you should always, always be working to improve yourself. Yeah. And I think people who don't do that are really missing out on a way that they could be successful. Yeah. Let's go back on that fake it till you make it though. Mm-hmm. So how far are you going to fake it? And like to, to, to believe in yourself almost like sometimes you have to fake, like put on a smile and then you actually start feeling better. Like that mm-hmm. type of thing. Do you think like how how far do you go to like fake it? You know, all I can think about with the fake it till you make it thing right now <laughs> is the Theranos Elizabeth Holmes thing going on right now. You know oh, that yeah. tech giant who like lied and it was all fraud. I'm like fraud, fake it till you make it. It's <laughs> all I can think about when I hear that right now. Um, yeah, I think it's a balance. I think fake it till you make it forces you to go learn skills that you might mm-hmm. not have and be a little bit self-sufficient. If your boss asks you to do something and you don't initially know how, know how try yeah. to figure it out. But I think sometimes that can get you in a bit a of a sticky of situation. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think fake it till you make it should just be something to propel you to try new things that you might not necessarily yeah. be great at. Um, but I, I, I think it makes people not want to ask for help. Yeah. And I think some of the most successful people know when to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think the most successful people are all the things that I was really horrible at for a really long time <laughs> and that I've worked to improve on and yeah. get better at. And that's like the self-awareness, the knowing what you're good at, knowing how to delegate. So we're going to have to come back to that part because I'm going to ask you a question that's probably going to be those answers. Okay. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, But do you celebrate like your small wins? Like when you've achieved something that you wanted to, do you celebrate those moments or are you kind of like, okay, we did it. Let's move, keep going. What is your approach? Instinctively, I just want to keep going. I 
I lose sight of the fact that that was such a big goal. Mm -hmm. So kind of like I mentioned before, thinking about what baby cam would think of me. Yeah. I try to go back and think, write down what I have achieved this month, this year, however much time has passed and be like, so you can physically see it because I think life gets away from us and we forget that we've done these amazing, amazing things, whether it's like you bought your dream car or Mm -hmm. you weren't like, I remember when I was younger in college, I was so stressed about how I was going to get gas money to drive to school. I remember. I don't even know how much gas costs right now. (laughs) That is such a massive. Yeah point of showing like my success that that's not a worry for me anymore Mm -hmm. but I don't think about it every time I'm pumping the gas so I think that's good to like write down what you have achieved big Mm -hmm. or small to put it into perspective like you don't have to go out and party and celebrate everything (laughs) but I think if you don't recognize that it gets away from you Mm -hmm. and you're just constantly chasing the next thing and then you kind of feel like you didn't get any success even though you're probably like thousands of miles away from where you were before yeah I think when I was feeling really down about myself a couple years ago that was so important to me to be like where am I today where was I five years ago we should be celebrating this you should be so proud of yourself instead of judging yourself for what you haven't Haven't accomplished yeah where that finish line is always going to move you're never going to get to it if you're not focusing on what you have done I think that there is a part where part of me where I'm like, oh, I'm not successful, even though if I looked back like 10 years, that person would be like, you're so successful. Yeah. You're so amazing. But like there, that finish line does keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like happy you said writing things down because I actually that's something I do and I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. I like write goals and then when I get them, I put the date there. And like, oh, so I, I have that. it somewhere like logged. Yeah. Um, and when I do look back on it, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is really cool. Yeah, this is so impressive. Look at everything <laughs> I've done. Look what I've like checked off my little to-do list. Yeah. Do you yeah. have like to-do lists during the day like that you check off or like how do you plan your like day-to-day kind of thing? Yeah, that's definitely how my brain works because if I just – keep everything in my head. Let's say I have 10 main tasks to do that week. I will feel so overwhelmed. I'll be like, there's no way that this is getting done. So I have like a kind of list, steps of lists. My first Mm -hmm. one is just things that I need to do. Everything's written down. Then I go in a calendar and place when I will do those things. And then once I put that down, it's so less daunting of like, oh, I have a big gap here where I could get lunch with a friend or read a book or put time for myself. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if something does have to get moved or I'm feeling like I can't be creative today, I cannot record a podcast. I can go, oh, Thursday, there's a gap here. I can easily put it there. Where before, when I didn't do that, I would just be like, there's no time to do stuff. I would would be so anxious and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then once I took that step back, it was like, this is totally doable. Or if it's not, I know to take more stuff off my plate or to maybe try to delegate because (laughs) I have to in those moments. Yeah. Do you actually physically write things down or is it like on your phone or is it on your iPad? Like Always how is on it? my phone. Yeah. yeah. I try, like, I like writing stuff down, but then mm-hmm. I have like eight notebooks of to-do lists that I don't even know where they are. So yeah. for the sake of being organized, because that's so key for my brain to stay focused, yeah. everything is like synced. I use this app called To-Do. Oh, so okay. everything's synced. Computer, phone. Oh, good. Keep it all so organized. it all goes back and forth. I just yeah. use my notes, and, like, I have, like, I use the little mm-hmm. where you can check it. Yeah. I use that, like, my notes for everything. Yeah. And I then lists my calendar. key. Yeah. I life. didn't realize, though. <laughs> I didn't realize until this year. Like, this is the yeah. first year I started doing it. Yeah, Before, I would so write helpful. things down, and my notebook would just be filled with things that mm-hmm. I've never done. <laughs> yeah, it just gets so messy for me. Like, I... I feel like I exist, like, in the in-between of... 
I'm really organized, but I can easily get unorganized. Yeah. Like, I know myself enough that I have to stay organized to be successful. And In a certain way, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe these things aren't natural to me, but because I know I need them, I force myself to do them. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Because yeah. I think that's what I'm doing now with, like, mm-hmm. my list as well. Like, but that's not natural to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, organ- unorganized organizing like yeah, I don't we're know the like, same <laughs> I don't know yeah but it seems to work for me now so yeah. you found your groove what do you think of luck do you think you can get lucky do you think I'm gonna be so cheesy right now okay and like just steal the like well-known quote. quote okay yeah I don't know what philosopher said <laughs> this and I'm probably gonna butcher it I'm like trying to think in my head what it is but what is it that luck is where opportunity and preparation yeah. meet Okay. Did I do that? Did yeah, do you that right? did. That was good. How did that just come to you? I don't know. I was like, I know I'm going to say the wrong words or mix it up. But I yeah. I know that that might be overplayed and corny, but I truly do believe that that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just sit around and be like, oh, everything's going to work out if you're not trying. Like, yeah. if you want to be a singer and you've never taken a singing lesson. Like, it's never going to happen. You're not going to audition. You're not trying to learn instruments. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But sometimes life is about luck. Like you could be the best singer in the world, know to play every instrument, go to on every audition and not make it mm-hmm. because your opportunity just never presented itself. Mm. And that happens. Yeah. But what you can't control that. You can't control the opportunity showing up. Yeah. All you can control is the preparation side of it. Yeah. So I think focusing on that and really just making sure you're ready when you're kind of creating, comes. creating opportunities, like putting yourself out there a little bit. What do you feel about like taking risks in that? sense yeah I I think you have to I think that's part of that might be the only part of the opportunity you can control Mm -hmm. because sometimes you have to make the opportunities happen Mm -hmm. like I don't know why I'm using like a painter and a singer two things that I like (laughs) cannot do to save my life but if you're a singer and you're not going on those auditions that is your opportunity Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so you might be terrified you might be shitting yourself before that but it's worth it you have to take that leap of faith or you're not going to get to where you want and that's okay if you're somebody who wants to live in that like safety net yeah if you're happy with that that's great there's no shame in that I don't think there's anything wrong with people being content not Mm -hmm. jumping for risks but if you want something if you want something bigger you have to do it are there any risks that you took that you can like think of I think I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how risky my career was yeah like Like you're putting your whole life in front of everybody (laughs) like oh my god don't remind me but I like I started in what like 2014 2015 where there was no there was no blueprint to follow yeah there was no like what happens in 10 15 years do you still have a career yeah are you just like washed up and screwed and you're gonna have no money (laughs) like up, (laughs) washed up whoa it might be a little harsh but we just didn't know there were no like people had been doing this for Mm -hmm. however amount of time it was all people had done it a couple years and some people had done it really well Mm -hmm. but what's the longevity like we know the longevity of different careers we know the career paths we know what to expect I didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. and I don't think I realized that that was really a risk like I didn't have people in my life who were like what are you doing this is crazy I think I was surrounded by a lot of risk takers so it just felt normal to me to do it and in my head, I was like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I just What did your parents else. think, like, initially of you being online? I, I'm, like, shocked that they were never, like... They were like, okay. What are you? <laughs> yeah, they, maybe they didn't get it enough yet. Yeah. When it started, maybe they didn't know 
to be concerned, but they didn't seem concerned to me. They yeah. were just, I think they trust me. I think mm-hmm. they really trust that you're making, good I will decisions. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm never gonna like just take the easy route. They knew that was me and there was nothing they could do about it, mm-hmm. I guess. So <laughs> I don't know. I think that was a massive risk jumping into that career. And I have so many people ask me like, how do I get started in YouTube? And everyone in my hometown is judging me. And I'm like, I never even thought about that. I feel more self-conscious about it now when people bring it to my attention that I'm like, in my head, no one I really knew saw my stuff. Oh, and you're like, (laughs) like, this is anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. Yeah. So I think like that was a risk that I'm like putting myself out there and people I actually know are going to see stuff, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think about it. So I don't, I was a little naive, luckily, because that's interesting. I like jumped off a cliff thinking it was right here and not realizing I was flying down. down I feel like most people like feel the opposite. They're like, oh my God, everyone's looking at Mm -hmm. this. Like I'm embarrassed. And maybe like the people that you're thinking looking at it didn't actually see it. Whereas you were like, no one's looking at it. I don't care. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I was like that. I don't know if it was because I had already spent so much time in the closet, so much time hiding who I was or part of who I was. I was like, screw it I feel like I'm just going for it I don't care anymore yeah there I'm happy a point where you cares? stop caring about what people think I think so too I think it's like this you you care so much about what people think yeah and then you maybe care not enough <laughs> for a little while yeah and then you find that balance of like oh it is okay to care a as long bit. as it's not changing what I do for myself yeah. like I can I can keep other people in mind and make sure I'm not like hurting anyone else or offending anyone else. But as long as I'm doing stuff for myself and I'm happy, I'm good. That's successful. Like you don't mind if people are judging you because it doesn't matter at that point. But like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, then, then you're good. Exactly. What are your next big goals? What's the next things that are happening that you're excited about? Yeah. Or do you have anything? One, I'm really working on that question. Not stressing me out every time. (laughs) I don't know why that always makes me like freeze and be like oh my god what am I yeah um but yeah I think a lot of my next goals are in my personal life mm-hmm. I feel really comfortable with where my career is right now I feel like I'm in a group where things are going well mm-hmm. but I think long-term goal it needs to be more than just social media I want to have kind of that safety net of mm-hmm. My own, my own brand. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I know what that is. And I think that's why that question scares me that I can't for so long. I was like, I'm going to do skincare. I know I'm going to do that. I love skincare. Mm -hmm. And then I've more recently thought maybe that's not it. So I guess my next big steps is figuring out what those steps are. I think it's also, it's good to, to be like, you should be okay with not having an answer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not sure what the next step is, but I'm figuring it out. Exactly. Like how we were even talking about your next season for this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't know what you were going to do and you yeah. kind of just let life happen and then it showed you what yeah. you should be doing and that's okay. Yeah. And I think I have like so many goals right now where that I'm like, <laughs> come on, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I'm yeah. overwhelmed by it where I need to like relax and let life happen. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there's too many opportunities or possibilities of where you could take something Mm -hmm. and that can just feel so overwhelming and you kind of feel like you have to do it all but kind of yeah allowing life to happen kind of naturally see which one stands out and which one yeah presents itself as like the best opportunity to take which is like how my whole life has been but Mm -hmm. I just sometimes try to force other things Mm -hmm. oh yeah same yeah Yeah. it's like understanding what's meant for you and not and letting that take its course yeah 
hundred percent. It's okay to like want things and try to make those things happen, but also mm-hmm. just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> let it flow. <laughs> okay. So we're coming back around, which I'm pretty sure your answer, I already know what your answer is going to be, but <laughs> what would you give, like, what is your like one or two, maybe even three things that you would tell someone who's like, what does it take to be successful? What, what is the three key like pieces of advice you would give? Yeah. Um, I think I'm like actually trying to mix it up a little. So I'm not just flat out reiterating everything I've said in this. Yeah. But I think something that's come out from our conversation is kind of knowing a little bit what your finish line is, but allowing that to change. Yeah. Having a plan, but, and being prepared, but being comfortable with change. I think finding that balance Mm -hmm. is so important. It is so good to have goals. So, you know, what you're working towards, yeah. but allowing life to flow and not not letting your world crumble if one part of that plan falls apart or needs to be adapted. Yeah. I think that's really important. I, and I know that this sounds so cheesy, but I really do think manifesting is so important. <gasps> I'm I, so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I should have asked you that. I wanted to ask you that. I think that's really key. And I don't, you don't have to believe in it to this like extreme level of like, Mm -hmm. I am creating things with my mind. But I think waking up every morning or falling asleep every night thinking, just playing a scenario in your head Mm -hmm. of exactly what you want your life to be. I have this Mm -hmm. scenario I do that it's like, it's a morning, probably 10 years in my future. And keeping that in the back of your head, it makes every decision you make go towards that goal instead of just letting this goal like aimlessly float around and you're not focused on it every day. So I think that goes to the first one of like knowing what that goal is, being aware of what you're trying to do while also remaining flexible, I think is the biggest thing that you could do. I love that. Cause I was going to ask you about manifesting. Cause I like started doing it, I think recently, whereas Mm -hmm. before I was like, I don't believe in that. That's like bullshit. But Recently, I have been, like, the last, like, three years, and the last three years is, like, how long I've been doing, like, social media, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. full-time, and, like, that's what I wanted, and it somehow that happened as I was manifesting. Yeah, (laughs) it's just another form of goal setting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's no harm in it. Yeah. So there's no, like, you don't have to 100% buy into it, and you Mm -hmm. can believe it to, like, a certain degree. It doesn't have to be fully, but... Yeah, I don't see any harm in it, and I've seen such good things come of it, even yeah. if it's just keeping my goals in mind. Yeah, and if you're, like, religious, it could be, like, kind of like a prayer type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. like, whatever resonates with you, whatever, yeah. like, rings true to you mm-hmm. that you're just saying tapped into and tuned into all the time. Yeah. Cool. That was all the questions I have, but I did want to tell you, I got you a gift, but it's not here yet because I ordered off Etsy, and you they take a long time. You got me a gift. I got you a gift, so I'll just show you what Why it is. Why did you get me a gift? Wait, what? Why'd you get me a gift? So that it could remind you of your time here. Anyways, I'll tell you That's what it is so and I'll cute. show you what it's supposed to look like. Okay. It's a <laughs> necklace and on one side it says Cami, and then on the oh. other side it says Thrive. So you could just remember your time here. Wait, anyways, that is and so sweet. And I got you sweet. gold because you wear gold, yeah. right? Wow, well You know done. what's crazy? I got everyone gold except for Allie because she has black hair and I have black hair and I only wear silver. Wow. So I feel like it's a hair thing. Anyways. You're observant. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Wait, that is so cute. Okay, so... When it comes, I'll give it to you. I can't believe you're bribing me after I agreed to do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but a bribe would have been before. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having so much. This was so fun. <laughs>